Hello, so glad you could join us on the This Is Why podcast brought to you by the Muskegon YMCA. Here, we go out into our community to discuss the ways we are building a healthier Muskegon and learn more from those who are involved with the Y. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. My name is Gabriel Gerlach. I'm the CEO at the Muskegon Y. We are located today at our Third Street location, right in Midtown Muskegon. It's pretty awesome here. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about leadership, community partnership, and how you can get involved here in Muskegon. And I've got some great guests today to talk about that. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh, thank you. I'll go first. Hi, my name is Rachel Gorman. I'm proud to serve as a commissioner at large in the city of Muskegon, but my real day job is uh, I have the awesome opportunity to work as a director of development for Pioneer Resources. Thank you. My name is Michael Ramsey. Thanks for having us today, Gabe. And I am part of the Community Health and Wellbeing Initiatives out of Trinity Trinity Health Muskegon. And I also am proud to serve on the City Commission as Commissioner for Ward 3. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that we were talking about as you guys were coming in is the nice thing about having you guys as guests is you're both commissioners and you're also in the service industry in here. And so you really see leadership and and give leadership from multiple sides, which is what we want to talk about today. Um, so do you guys want to talk about maybe the importance of leadership in the community, either, you know, through partnerships or through your roles, you know, on the commissioner or through your, your day jobs too, because you do it in so many ways. Do, do you want to start? I, I would absolutely start. Yeah. Um, so I often tell Commissioner Gorman, who I'm going to call Rachel, because she's <laughs> my friend outside <laughs> of these four walls, <laughs> for... Uh, I tell her quite often that I am one of the luckiest people that I know because I have the pleasure of having zero boundaries and all of the things that I want to do colliding at the same time in the best way possible. My friends are my business partners, are my neighbors, are the people that I show up with. Rachel and I were at an event this past weekend and I got to walk into a room and raise money for a great cause and have the best time because everyone that I love was in the room with me. And so in a town the size of Muskegon, when we talk about leadership, we oftentimes separate ourselves as leaders from the community and we have to to minimize that action because I get to live here. I am your neighbor. I'm your city commissioner and I also work at our local healthcare system. And all of those things dump into my leadership brain when it comes to that. And so those experiences get to inform every single choice and decision that I make, whether it's for me or for my neighbors. And we're in such a, our community is so unique. Like Chris Colley, one of our other dear friends and community leader with AgeWell Services. She said this one time, and it's always stuck with me um, through the JCs, that Muskegon is such a one degree of separation community um, for the good and the bad. But the good part about it and in this unique time in our community and the world right now with the change of leadership we're going to see in our community, um, I think leaders in Muskegon have been doing such a good job of um, – training and transitioning like their skills onto the next generation. And I hope that um, they're seeing that people our age really respect that, but really respect to the opportunities we've been giving to lead in our community. And I always say this, um, people our age that are like, how do I get involved? Man, raise your little hand in Muskegon. (laughs) Someone will snatch it up faster than you can handle. And it's just, it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens so quickly. And I feel like uniquely in Muskegon, huge opportunities to be a leader in your workplace, be a leader in your community, like you're saying, in your neighborhood. Um, There's tons of opportunity. And that's what I love about Muskegon. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm going to co-sign that. Not that the commissioner needs that, <laughs> but I think that when when she speaks so eloquently to the opportunities that present themselves for young leadership, the reason that I, Michael Ramsey, this is an approved message, um, want to get out there and be seen and be heard is because I want other people to know that if I can do it, they mm-hmm. can do it. It's not there's not a mold that you need to be to show up every day and fight for your community. You right. can be anyone, and I am anyone. And that's okay. So if I can do it, anyone else can do it too. And I want to encourage that and be a part of that. I am going to get tired one day and want to sit down. And I want to make sure that the people behind me are ready to go and see themselves in the work. Because creating that ownership creates a stronger community. Right. And we we love saying this. There is nothing special about Michael and I as far as like how we got in commission. Nope. Anyone, <laughs> anyone can do this and they should do it. But even sitting in those seats, we rely so heavily on our community to tell us what they need and then to make sure we're being held responsible for doing what we need to do on the commission. But it truly is, we're all in this together and we all have to work together. And so, um, but but we do. And that's what makes Muskegon awesome. That's one of the things I find refreshing about both of you too, though, <laughs> is that, you know, we, we talk leadership and that piece. And a lot of times, you know, you alluded to it, Michael, that I I think people view it as being something that they have to do by themselves, right? Like in a vacuum. Right. And it's not. It's really, you know, you're talking about how you connect with the community. You get Mm -hmm. what they want in that piece. And that's so key and and Mm -hmm. not something everybody does, Mm -hmm. right? You know, not that it's always the right way, but I think it's certainly a very big piece and important part. Well, and I think especially in the nonprofit world, because that's where we all hang out Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) recently, um, and I'm going to call out my amazing boss, our CEO, Joe Bontes at Pioneer Resources. There are so many women in leadership positions that I think are working so much more collaboratively in the nonprofit space and everyone's doing what they're really good at and doing it well. And I feel like we are all way more empowered. If somebody comes to us with an opportunity to say like, listen, we could do that. We can't do it great. But this agency does it really well. Can I help connect you to them to get this work forward? Absolutely. And Rachel, that's such a an impactful statement that people don't understand a lot of the time because they get caught up in qualifications of leadership. How long is your is your resume? What does your CV look like? And it's not about that. All you have to do to be a good leader is listen. And people will tell you what they want and what they need. And you can help them take that to the next level or understand maybe why that's not the greatest thing by providing more education. One of the biggest Um, nails that we have against us in the city of Muskegon is we love to say things off the cuff and then we don't print retractions. That's a, that's a line from Hamilton, the musical in case there's a licensing (laughs) thing there. Um, But a lot of times, especially in the, in the, in the current time of social media, um, once something is said, it's hard to get it back. And so we have to make sure that we are putting out the correct information that is actually factual, right? So that people can then arrive at their own decisions. And with young leadership, that's that's one of the biggest barriers they have is they don't know how to get involved because they don't feel like they're qualified. And that's not the case. If you can show up and listen and are not afraid to learn, you can lead this community. Yeah, it's such an important piece. Um, you, re- you reminded me of Jill specifically. Yes. We did at, at Pendaluan, which is one yep. of our branches at the Muskegon Y during the mm-hmm. 2020 pandemic. Mm-hmm. We served um, agriculture workers who were needing a place to stay and yeah. Pioneer Resources. Jill was instrumental in working with us on that. We're mm-hmm. like, all right, how, how do we get food? How do we yes. get you know transportation? How can we get people yes. where we need them and to? And those are the areas that Pioneer's good at. So yeah. we're not, we don't need to reach past our four pillars of <laughs> yep. service just because we, we can we, we don't need to so yeah we so appreciate our partnership with the y and that's the other thing that's yep. again so almost getting it but it's like the the summer camp groups like ymca P- 
pioneers like we're tight and it's so oh, cool are. it's so cool to work <laughs> together like we're not competition i was saying carl carl was over at yes! our space the other day yes He's, yes he runs a yes Pioneer Trails. Away, Pioneer Trails. <laughs> but yeah. it is. It's those things I yeah. think are good examples mm-hmm. of, you know, what that kind of partnership yes. and leadership can look like. Absolutely. You don't have to own everything. No. If you know somebody who's already doing it well, yes. invite them in. Yes. Absolutely. See how we can work together and better things. It's something that I get to say every day to many people in many spaces from both a, ho- a healthcare aspect and from the city is that we don't need to show up and stamp it with the city Mm -hmm. of Muskegon or with Trinity Health. My job is to literally find the people who do it well and support them. So if there is anything that I have in my coffers as far as assistance, and I'm not just talking about a check, but true support and capacity building, we will show up to do that. I am old and tired. I do not want to do all of this work, but I want to help anyone who can. And so I want to give you everything that I have so that you have access to those resources and can run like the wind. Um, so, you know, we're talking about what, uh, you know, leadership and that piece. I know you said anybody can be it. Are there some qualities that you would say you said listening? Any other qualities that kind of come to mind about what makes a good community leader? I think willingness to learn. I think the humility to know I do not have to be and I should never be always the smartest person in the room. I love learning from other leaders um, and hearing their their lessons they have to offer like mm-hmm. their lessons of failure their lessons of success but i think that's a huge part of true leadership is seeing who's willing to learn um and take that forward with their own leadership journey absolutely i think that it's that experiential education that really puts leaders um in a different class because they are not afraid to recognize what that is and those experiences come from so many different things and so if you have that and you bring it to the table You share that someone could or could not learn from it. That's their choice, not yours. But then you also have to be able to sit back and listen. I want to listen to Gabe so I can learn from what she has done and apply it where it's appropriate for me. And maybe Gabe and I don't do the same thing. We don't look the same. We don't worship the same way. We don't love the same. But it does mean that there are things she has gone through that I could learn from, especially the mistakes. If I can learn from someone else's mistake (laughs) and not have to fall flat on my face myself, sign me up. And I think that that's one of the most important things that we can teach young young people. (laughs) (laughs) That we can teach young people, people younger (laughs) than me, um, is that all of those things are valid and everything that they take away from from every situation that they encounter is an experience that they can turn into a leadership opportunity. And especially for us being on the commission, we learned really quick. I should say I learned very quickly being comfortable with being so uncomfortable um, all the time. It just and getting over. I'm talking about city commission now getting over like I have this desire that we can all just get along and we can. But I, I so badly have wanted everyone to be on the same side. And I had to get over, like, we're not always going to be on the same side. And actually, that's okay. Because yep. if we're always a 7-0 and on a vote, like, it is very nice, efficient for the city. But we shouldn't. We're all different thinkers for a reason. We were elected by our constituents to be um, the leaders we are. And that doesn't mean we're always going to see eye to eye. And that's okay. But I was surprised how quickly I had to get over, like, oh, it's okay to be comfortable in, like, an uncomfortable situation right? Um, with people being very vocal about how they feel about how I am viewing the world. So, And it's okay to not know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It oh is okay gosh, to be yes. in a space where you are not sure and you've got to figure that out because from that process of figuring it out, you guys can't see my air quotes, but that's what I did, comes the learning and the leadership, right? And that's how you move forward in a way that is that is effective and efficient for everybody involved. And it may not be the, the way that I want and I will break my arm patting myself on the back. But I will also show up to someone else who's being very successful and who has an idea that's going to move us forward. And let's work on that and learn from it what we can. I think that that's when when I ran now four years ago, mm-hmm. one of the things that, that, that I kept saying from anyone who would who would give me a chance to talk <laughs> was that we need to, to teach our young people that Muskegon is our home. And I want you, Gabe, to go out at 18 years old and have all the fun, do all the things travel to all the places, see the world, world. soak it in, and then bring that home. Mm -hmm. Bring those opportunities that you saw home so that we can work on them here. Because while we're never going to be any other city but Muskegon, there's always an opportunity to learn from what they do. And again, from their mistakes. It's okay to not know. It's also okay to be wrong because that creates a system for growth. Totally. Yeah, it's how how we learn, right? How yeah. we move forward, how we yeah. process different things. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, do you guys want to talk about maybe some successful examples you've seen of leadership in the community or, you know, anything you want to shout out from that perspective? There are so many great instances that, that the commissioner and I could cite, Gabe, but really for me, it's that true space that uh, provides for a collaborative mindset. Okay. I want people like Rachel mentioned who are who don't think the same way that I do right. to come to a table so that I can understand because I'm only one person. And what I think leadership kind of fails to recognize sometimes is that I have an opinion. There is a conflict of interest there sometimes in my opinion and what is going to be the most good for the most people. And that is okay. I'm I'm going to learn from that. And so when we talk about successful strategies in the city of Muskegon, mm-hmm. it really is how we are getting people engaged in those spaces where choices are made. Okay. Our neighbors need the opportunity to be in choice all the time. And if that choice is no, that's okay. Yeah. They still get to own it. Enthusiastic no. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of that. I respectfully yeah. decline. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So our city staff, if I'm going to speak specifically to city is that a place where we've hired a bunch of new talent to come in and figure out where we can better capitalize on those opportunities. And then from a healthcare mindset, my job is to go into a room and listen to what other agencies are doing, our social care provider partners, so that we can support them, so that I can learn from their experience. Because I can tell Rachel all day how to be a healthier person. But if Rachel can't make my advice real and relevant for her, it's never going to work. There will be zero increase of outcomes. And that's what we want. Even a baby step is a step, and we will take it. I think, too, outside of city commission, again, in the nonprofit world, we're all circling in. I think the pandemic did offer an opportunity for all of our agencies to take a breath and say, okay, what do we, what are we here to actually do? What is critical to move forward? But I think that helped open a lot of conversations to what we were talking about earlier. Like everybody's doing what they're really good at. And I think it did. I think the right leaders are in place right now that are way more open to, okay, we're going to call Gabe about this because the why does this really well. And we have people coming to us and like, I don't need to reinvent that wheel or like find a way for our agency to do it. Even though we can, 
we we probably shouldn't. Yeah, should we? Um, so I mm-hmm. just, I'm so appreciative of all the leaders, again, in the nonprofit spaces right now that are being super collaborative about that. And it's like, we're not in competition with each other because I loved saying this too. It turns out there's so many people in Muskegon that need our services that like <laughs> none of us yeah. can do it all and nobody no. should be doing it all. So I think that's been really cool to see um, the leaders in the community just be more collaborative with each other. It's awesome. Absolutely. There is enough to go around. And traditionally and historically, we have been taught by funders, by the federal government, by the state government, by all of these different entities who are big money players that uh, we should fight for these numbers. But these numbers are actually people. And so if anything positive came out of, you know, COVID-19, it would be that we as a community have stopped dehumanizing the people that we serve. Mm -hmm. And we don't just see them as their age group, as their demographic, as the color of their skin. When we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's not anymore just about someone's poverty level. It's about the access to all the things that they need to increase their daily livability. And COVID taught us that we don't have to show up in every space, just like Rachel said. We want to support, but I don't need to own. I've got a beautiful logo at that beautiful new hospital, but it doesn't need to be stamped on everything. I just need to be there to show support so that we can all get through this together. I love that. I think as we kind of wrap things up, what call to action do you have? What would you say? How would you want people to move forward, you know, from this conversation? Or if maybe somebody's on the fence about taking on some kind of role in the mm-hmm. community or thinking about how they can serve or give back. Sometimes that's frustrating. To, you know, you like yeah. you want change and you're frustrated by the way things are working, but you don't know mm-hmm. how to get there. Yeah. And so I think sometimes taking those leadership roles is a great way to yeah. to meet that need yeah. that you may have. I've said this before to those leaders that are listening. There is someone in your life that is waiting for that opportunity and doesn't, like to your point, doesn't know yet how to connect in you know how to connect them, help them, just have a conversation with them, gauge their interests and their skill set. Because that's where the magic is. When you have someone that can align their passion and their skills together, that's that's where the magic happens. Um, so to the leaders listening, that's what I always, my call to action is like, fine, you know who that person is, offer them that opportunity. And then for like the younger leaders, like I'm saying, like, just again, raise your hand because someone is going to snatch it up in Muskegon and you are going to be more busy than you've ever been doing all the things but it's gonna be so fun because we all do it together and it is it's a lot of fun absolutely i think that rachel mentioned something that was very very important passion and skill set so i have an example i look at me yeah look at me practical (laughs) application i um i sat down with with a young leader a young would-be leader on friday and they asked me how do i get involved how do i know what to do i'm not any good at this and i said to them you are already doing this what can i do to help and so my suggestion was to sit down and think about all the things that you want to do things that mean something to you and think about how they apply to the change you want to see you don't have to show up and be all of those things you can show up and be one thing for an entire group of people that they can't get from anywhere else and every single person in our community has the opportunity to do that because you are the expert on something <laughs> Today, my name is Michael Ramsey, and I am the expert at tying my shoes. And that may be the only thing that I've done well today, but I know for a fact that they're not going to fail me. And that's okay. You don't have to be all the things all the time. Take the things that make you tick, that give you passion, that make you move, that speak to you, and find ways to help. And not every situation needs you. 
And that's mm-hmm. okay too. Yes. Yeah. So if I was to say that I don't like the way people at the Department of Parks and Rec, I'm not picking on you guys, cut the grass. I'm not sure that I'm the one who's supposed to be in there dictating how the grass gets cut. Turns out we don't want to. But it's okay for me to take note of it and to learn from what they're doing that I may do differently in my own yard. And that's okay too. But it really is about recognizing the passion that you have. And passion sounds so cliche. But there are things that move you that will keep you engaged. If it's something you don't like doing, like math. I hate math. So I don't do math. (laughs) <laughs> but I love talking on podcasts at the Y. So I do so that. Fun. You know, yeah. um, there is a shoe for every foot. And our community has a ton of opportunities and you will find one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it sounds like everyone out there needs to stand listen. up. Yes, yeah, stand up. Turn that, put up that hand. For Ask some good questions yeah. and yeah. follow some passion. Absolutely. Take every opportunity to live and learn. And on that note, thank you, Rachel and Michael, for coming and talking about this topic today. It's been great to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. This was so fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the This Is Why podcast, supported by the Muskegon YMCA. If you would like more information about anything discussed in today's episode, or if you have suggestions for a topic you would like to learn more about, please visit muskegonymca.org.